Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast the round table before we delve any further in the details of what this podcast is about and what is it that we'll be talking about today we will first introduce ourselves to the listeners starting with uh, Nitali hi i'm Nitali and i cannot further describe myself so that was a very vivid description indeed yeah. now i know from Shan. Hello, I'm Sean. I'm a Spanish and I'm living in India. Yes, that was quite nice as well. Um, and for me, I'm Armin. Uh, okay, so that was for who we are and what the fuck we're doing here. Now let's get on to what is it that we'll be talking about in today's episode. So apparently, since this is our very first episode, we're going to start off with something very basic and something that helped us escape through the void of not finding a topic to talk about in a podcast, which is Harry Potter. Well, okay. I'll say, I'll start. I'm a very big uh, fan of Harry Potter. Both of them, I don't know. Anyways, Harry Potter is, I don't know. I just like the fantasy world and to dream to live in them. Which is sad because I'm a teenager. And and notice how she said that she doesn't know about us that whether we even know about Harry Potter when the when we are here doing a podcast about discussing Harry Potter and this is a very sentence this is a very first sentence that she doesn't know whether we even know about Harry Potter. That's not a good start. Anyways, well I am a very big fan of Harry Potter also. And um, that's all that I can say for myself. Rest, we'll see as the podcast goes on. Mr. Shan? Well, for the start, Harry Potter is a series of seven fantasy novels written by British author J.K. Rowling. The novels chronicle the lives of a young wizard, Harry Potter, and his friends, Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley. Okay. That was very factual and very intriguing indeed. Yeah. Now, moving forward, I'd like uh, my co-host to answer some rhetorical questions, which I'm sure one of the Harry Potter, um, like all of the Harry Potter geeks around the world, must have stumbled upon at least once. So, the first question that I have for my co-host here is: Were you, as a Harry Potter geek, satisfied? with the fact that Hermione was the one who ended up being with Ron and why or why not? Okay, for me, Hermione and Ron were good with each other. I, I liked them, but Hermione and Harry would be, a, according to me, they would be a greater couple. Um, I think I think if I were to ship Hermione with someone, it's either Ron or Draco. Because actually there has been this uh, big discussion about Hermione and Draco being together. Some says that Draco did have feelings for Hermione, which is why he used to tease her so much. So I would say if not Ron and Hermione, I would go with Draco and Hermione. But I really support the relationship between them. So. Um, and as for myself, if I were to give a basic answer to the question... I would just simply say no. I wasn't quite satisfied per se. But and what I what's my ideology behind my answer is that um, all, almost all of the Harry Potter geeks liked and uh, admired Hermione because of the fact that who she was when she was with Harry. And like it's very common that people are different when they're with different people. So, and almost all of the screen time of Hermione is when she was with Harry, and that's why we like her. And uh, apart from that fact, I think Harry and Hermione bonded um, beyond any other duo in the whole series. Like all of that, keeping that all of that in mind, they were together nevertheless all of the time. And um. And I don't know the name of the girl, but the one who ended up being with Harry 
uh, I, I'm not against that. Yeah, I'm not against that she shouldn't have been with Harry in the, in the end. But uh, we didn't get to see much of her, her and Harry together because she didn't get a screen time, obviously. And the screen time that Hermione got with Harry, I think, was her being with Harry in the end. So that was my answer why I think Hermione and Harry should have ended up together. But I feel Hermione okay. and uh, Harry always had this relationship of, you know, the best friend sort of thing. So I don't really think I could imagine them together in that, you know, couple thingy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right on your behalf, obviously. In an interview, J.K. Rowling even went on to actually admit that Harry and Hermione should have been ended up together in the endgame. And she also added that he's not anywhere near good enough for Hermione. Yeah, yeah, but but if it wasn't for Ron, uh, I think the lad would have been just left alone because I don't think anyone else in the whole series would have been able to cope up with Ron and with his stupidity other than Hermione. Yeah, man, Ron was just lucky. Um, Any guy who would have ended up with Hermione would be lucky. Because even though like Harry Potter ended with Ginny and actually uh, Ginny Weasley was one of the most popular and most uh, beautiful girls in Hogwarts, uh, I still feel like Hermione is just, you know, way off the league for any boy except for Draco Malfoy. Yeah, but that's not enough to be just popular and whatever. But uh, what, uh, what I think is that... She was on the Quidditch team too. Yeah, I'm just going to repeat my point. Like, we didn't get to see her and Harry together as much as we saw uh, Harry oh, and Emma. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I would agree that. I would agree on that. Yeah. And we liked Hermione because of that. Who Because who she was when she was Harry. When she was with Harry. Anyway, does someone, does someone have anything else to say on this topic? Not much, actually. I still prefer Hermione and Draco together, but... Um, Draco, I just feel bad for Draco because the lad suffered so much at the end, at least. Um, and his, and his mediocre bullying didn't let us see through that at the beginning, of course. But as, as the series went on and got more intriguing and serious, we came to know about Draco. Anyways, that was from my side. What do you guys think about it? I, I personally didn't like Draco, to be honest. I just, I just couldn't like his vibe at all. Because mm, in, in the first part of the movie, he was totally against Harry Potter. I beg to differ, actually. Uh, you see, Draco was always uh, you know, guided by his parents only. He did, it did not seem that he had another personality except for what his parents made him. So till the time he actually got to that part of uh, making himself his own man, he actually turned to the light side, the bright side, the better side. So, you know, maybe he's not as bad as he thought he was. And all that bullying was just his, uh, it was just, how would I say, uh, I don't know, traits that his father, the, the traits that he got from his father. So. Yeah, I think Draco, like, Draco was the basic, you know, the jerk bully, who bullies the main protagonist in every story. He was put in for that role, obviously by J.K. Rowling, and he was made not to be liked by the viewers or the readers. But he still did have a fair bit of character development in the end of the series, obviously. And also, in the end, we can't blame him for the decisions that he took. Anyways, have you guys ever thought that, you know, if you were to add a house in Hogwarts, did you think what kind of house would you add? Yeah. Or replace the house with, you know, another one? Personally, I don't know why, but uh, when I saw this movie, I thought that I I would be in Slytherin. I know Gryffindor is the best house, but... Slytherin is just like 
it has my wife in it okay. and yeah i think that the hat would give me slytherin and if you were to add a house like except for the four houses that were already there if you were to add your own house what kind of house would you add like you know slithering is for the cunning ones hufflepuff is for the kind ones ravenclaw for the intellectuals Gry gryffindor for the courage and bravery brave ones yeah which I would one add which one for the ones who get bullied okay so when so that just they can they can they could live in a in a in a place they could just have fun with each other okay and just stay away from draco malfoy but don't you think that that would marginalize them completely by even it would somehow just tag them that these are the wimps of the school and you know somehow somehow show that these are the people who need to get bullied and attract all of the bullies attention to that house don't you think no that? actually i don't think so cuz like it, it said that if uh, if many people who get bullied they come together and then nobody can harm them at all so one thing is that if they all came uh, came together against like slytherin or people like draco i i think that they would get their way through okay fair point fair point but what i think is that one wimp or 100 wimps it means the same thing if if they don't have what it takes to stand against what's wrong and it was harry what took ron to stand against the bullies and it's always someone who is brave or has vehement in his points and his tone in his actions that admires the wimps or the lower ones to in, to stand up and uh, act against what's strong or not even that just work on themselves to be better human beings i think that way i could be wrong anyway yeah mentally what which house would you prefer uh honestly i would uh i i am a very confused person so i don't know which one i would prefer cuz all of them seem to have you know uh, uh be an important aspect in a child's growth so i will let uh, the heart decide that for me but if i were to add a house i i don't think i would cuz uh, i think they're fine but i mean the houses they don't create much of a you know distance between the students mm, okay fair point well as for myself um i think i would uh, i would prefer slytherin and not because it's shown villainous or you know the anti house against gryffindor which is glorified beyond reason um because it's because that slytherin stands for cunning and ambi- and and ambitious um i think you would do good in slytherin honestly yeah because it's not that i'm against gryffindor or any other house um but it's just because gryffindor stands for bravery and courage and it's not something that one of uh, it's not something that i'm intrigued in and i'm more intrigued in slytherin which is cunning and um what was that i forgot cunning and ambitious right yeah that and if i were to add a house this is a very this is a very interesting question because um jk rowling obviously thought about this house things and uh distincting them through different traits and if i were to add a house i would obviously snatch away her authenticity and you know somehow degrade the story but even if that were to happen and i was to uh add a house um i think i would add a house um which was kind of a kind of not as much glorified as gryffindor and not as much denounced as slytherin like somehow a medi- a mediate between them which would you know 
it would ba I, like a balance between them yeah i think that but then again uh, it would just snatch away jk rowling's authenticity and really just push the story downwards very much anyways but that's what i think i think i would just add somehow a mediate between their houses to you know not go beyond the limits yeah just that that's nice sean do you have anything that yeah you yeah I, I have a i have a pretty controversial i guess uh, question for you guys yes. so my question is was dumbledore a hero or a villain according to you guys mm -hmm. Like, was he a powerful old man with too many secrets who continually put Harry, a young boy, in danger to seek ends what he wanted? Or was he a powerful wizard with a warm heart and a soft spot for Harry who made mistakes but uh, sometimes? I think, uh, honestly, like, in my perspective, I would say that Dumbledore is one of those guys who take their responsibility very seriously. Because he knew that Harry was the chosen one and he would be the one to defeat uh, Voldemort. So I feel like even though he put uh, him in danger sometimes, he knew that Harry was somehow going to overcome it and he has to because he was the chosen one. So he had to guide Harry through the way. So I feel like he was, uh, I mean, he made a connection with Harry through their journey. But I feel he was the one who sticked to his duty and put everything else uh, below it. Yeah, I agree with Natali. She has a fair point, obviously. And if I were to make a pitch on this, I, like, I believe in the theory that nothing is black. It's completely black and white in this world. Everyone has done bad deeds. Everyone has committed bad deeds, not done. And um, uh, like ignoring the selfish gains, even for the ultimatum, like something, the ultimate desire, there has to be some desperate measures taken. Um, and same goes with Voldemort. He, like, no, sorry, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Same goes with Dumbledore. Obviously, because he was portrayed as um, the the wiser one in the series, who was supposed to guide the protagonist. And like the series is so complex, like it can't be just good, like this is good and this is evil. And like apart from the fact that Voldemort was apparently the one who was the main villainish or main villain of the series. Dumbledore, if if we were to consider Voldemort as the main villain, I think that Dumbledore was, was completely um, a hero, if you were to say. Sean, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I feel that Dumbledore in this whole series, he convinced people that he was a bad guy, but I think he wasn't. Uh, well, he convinced by just putting like an infant Harry Potter into a abusive home. He knew that he was sen sentencing Harry to attend dark and miserable years, and yet he, in his mind, classed that as normal childhood. Well, and he also allowed Sirius to rot in jail for 10 years, while well, I understand that just after the ministry fell, he might have had some doubt about Sirius' innocence or guilt. Uh, he had been 10 years to investigate, no, but still nothing happened. So, but in the end, yeah, he was always, he always wanted to help to Harry. I, I, I think that yeah, he put Harry in some bad situations and uh, he, he raised Harry to die. People, people also say that um, Dumbledore was raising Harry to be killed. See, as but I said, think, he was I just that... fulfilling the, you know, chosen one prophecy yeah. kind yeah. of thing. As I said, that he would be the guy who puts uh, everything below his duty or his responsibility. He knew what he had to do. And in, in order to save, I don't know, a million of people, he had to sacrifice one life. Yeah. Like Dumbledore was the one who had 
like in all in all like in all good series there is always the wise one who has the dignity to uphold guide the guide the protagonist always bound by morals and ideology and uh, dumbledore was, was no different i think that and and yeah as shan mentioned the series black thing i can't obviously forgive dumbledore for what he did to sirius obviously so like jk rowling did sirius bad very bad and it also when sirius died it was one of the most touching moments that i had in the whole series Uh, yeah i would say that i felt really bad because of the reason uh, that harry did not have any family growing up with i mean not at least a good one uh, so i feel like he could have had more time with sirius and i just felt bad cuz they didn't really have much time before he died okay so i don't really have an, uh, a harry potterish next question um does someone have the some either one of you have an harry potterish question or should i continue with my question that i prepared you should continue with your question really we can ask our questions after you okay okay that, that um yesterday i was reading a book in which there was something you know like a gold man concept uh, is anyone of you aware about what is this the cold man concept not no, really not. no okay no. so I, i'll obviously explain to you that's what i'm here for after all so uh if if you guys have not been living under a rock then you must be aware of people like uh tommy shelby and sherlock holmes right yeah 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 mm-hmm. and for the people who have read the secret history like people like henry winter like this is a this is a very vivid description okay there are some the some characters that i have mentioned these people have some traits that are very very common indeed and these traits are what define them as the cold men of our era or the cold characters now going to the details what is this cold man uh concept that i'm talking about so the cold man concept is you people have obviously seen tommy shelby i'm taking his example because he's very famous and he's a cold man now why is he cold man because he doesn't hesitate to kill that is one of the most important traits of a cold man and if in a party if you were to say um the um the waiter or the whoever the server was uh spills some spills the drink, spills drinks on Tommy's trench coat then he would not be the one who would abuse or somehow swear on the waiter cuz this is not what a cold man would do nor he would either walk it off with a joke he would remove his trench coat and look even more cooler than the rest of the people there this is also another trait of the cold man now what am i thing here is that obviously you must have you people must have come across stories where there is a whether character which is not the protagonist but which is made to seem more cooler than the protagonist by these traits of the cold man are you guys getting what i'm saying yeah little ha yeah okay okay that that's progress and that's nice so this cold man is what has been glorified in the recent century because and it's and it's glorified because it's something which is not realistic because most of the cold men are loners and if and in the recent centuries obviously people avoid being loners and for that they avoid being the cold men and yeah and cold men concept seems so wonderful in books or movies is because that it's not something that we would do in everyday life and movies are, and movies and books are all about something which is not which is apart from our daily lives because if it were about daily life it wouldn't be in the books or in the movies so that 
is what was the cold man concept like for example in harry potter like say for snape snape was a cold man he wouldn't hesitate to kill anyone and but i don't dislike him per se um the um one of the most major reasons why he became a cold man was because of the death of lily um but yeah before i continue on this cold man concept and introduce you guys with a with a more uh with one more similar concept to this i would like to hear what's your take on this topic so basically cold men are like devoid of any emotion of like attachment or enthusiasm something like that no not devoid but uh, like they're lacking that feeling of yeah. enthusiasm or warmth they're masochists they're masochists sadists whatever you want to call them they yeah they tend, but it's true that they tend to you know um to push down emotions and stand up to very absurd morals and ideologies okay so are we connecting this uh, cold man concept to draco malfoy or just in general uh, any any character in harry potter no. if you want to connect them with harry potter it's totally upon you and if you want to talk about talk about it in general it's it's fine either way it's fine either way i feel like uh, okay harry potter wise i feel like uh, two three people were there who who were you know who were to follow this uh, cold man concept as you said uh, snape or you know draco malfoy in the early years and if you were to talk about it now i really feel like most teenagers i don't know about adults but most teenagers want to be you know the cold man type at least i want to like i want to set aside my feelings and then you know just follow what i actually feel not yeah. not the warmth and the you know good parts but actually focus on what will be good for me okay okay um well first of all draco in the earlier was completely not a cold man he was a jerk he and he was very weak at that point as hermione would just cast one spell and draco would just shake his ass off and run back yeah but we're talking about like cold man is like the one who as you said pushes his feelings aside and sticks to what he believes they push their feelings aside that so you can say dumbledore was a cold man in a way about um yeah that's not entirely wrong dumb um well not entirely not entirely he didn't completely push his emotions down he he was but very... he never showed them either so i guess that's what it means okay um anyway well uh now you guys have a hint about what this oh and uh cold man concept that i'm talking about um i would like to continue um and introduce you guys to a more um how do i say it acceptable and similar concept to this which is the warm man concept is it just the opposite of cold man concept Yes, quite similar to that. Yeah, quite similar to that. So it's basically every uh, rom-com guy. No, not entirely a rom guy. Look, uh, what a rom man is like. If if I were to use the past scenarios in this, like if a rom man was to kill a person, he just wouldn't kill him because he's a rom man after all, and he's bound by emotions, and that emotions are what. makes us human after all and 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 also if if he if he was in a party and a waiter would spill some drinks on his clothes he would just walk it out with a very with a very with a very humorous joke which would make his which would make him even more charismatic than he already is in the party and make him stand out and but but the woman concept is something that that again is overlooked in in books and movies but it is a trait 
which makes people distinct in real life. Like obviously, if you've been if you've been to parties and uh, any social gatherings, there's always a wise person who stands out because of charisma, and a large part of that is because maybe, maybe he might be a warm man, as per to say. And I think that this cold man concept has been glorified in the books and notebooks. And I am not saying that I'm against it. Uh, it's totally okay. But I just think that the warm man concept is something that we should glorify instead of the cold man concept. Yeah, I would just like to add that have you ever seen like Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes movies and series and all? Yeah, I gave yeah. really that like the Benedict Cumberbatch in the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, a cold he, man. he was he was a cold man, and and I I would want to ask once uh, uh, one more question that would if if a normal person if a normal person kills. Um, a person who has harmed him in any way, in a really bad way. So what would he be considered? If a person is very charismatic, he's very emotional, but a, a person does really wrong with him and he kills another person, then what will he be? A cold man or a war man? You know, killing killing a person merely isn't something that would, uh, you know, justify someone as a cold man or a war man. Depends on the circumstances, actually. Like, if you're talking about generally, if you kill someone, you're just a psychopath, <laughs> after all. But, but uh, yeah, that's uh, killing someone merely won't classify them as warm man or cold man. That's your answer. Yeah, not not, gen- not generally, but. I'm I'm just asking that because, like you said, that a cold man would wouldn't hesitate to kill someone. It wouldn't bother him that much. But like normal a normal person who who works in his life, he's really attached to his family. He's an emotional person. He looks after them. But suddenly, like something really bad happens with him, and just why or else by a mistake or something, he kills a person. But then he doesn't want to show his uh, affection or anything, just to not get caught or something. So what would he be considered, a cold man or a warm man? That's what I'm asking. You're exactly just narrating the plot hole of a person turning into a cold man. It would obviously, if it kills someone and then and, and then his personality entirely changes, then obviously he, is, he now has become a cold man. But this concept that, that I've talked about is not very, you know, is not very um, persistent in our society or in the real world because of, uh, because this cold man concept is very, is very extreme, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's very extreme and people who follow it are not normal people that we could just see around, you know, they would be people of some secret agencies most most probably and obviously they're all they're also very wise that's because they've reached the position and and their experiences now have made them cold men well anyways moving forward does, does anyone else have anything to add to this yeah so Ariman, are you against cold men or you're just totally uh, cool no, with it. As, as I said, yeah, I'm. <laughs> if I were to say it like that, I'm cool with either way. I'm cool with them existing. I don't have any problem with their existence. Yeah. But it, it's just that it's very, it's very prominent that the books and the movies glorify these cold men. Uh, like Snape was a cold man. Or if I, if I were to give an example from someone and some other series, series, uh, it would be. Um, let me think real quick. Um, like Thomas Shelby, like I can't think of anyone else as an extreme cold man. Thomas Shelby was an extreme cold man, and it people don't have to be an extreme cold man. They could be a mild cold man as well. They don't be like Benedict Cumberbatch in Sherlock Holmes. He was a cold man. 
if if you know what I'm talking about. Like the the listeners would know if like I've given so many examples, they would have at least heard or uh, you know watched some of the series, one of the series. They would get the idea of what I'm talking about uh, in the school man concept. Okay, I'm going to pull you back to our topic right now. Adamant and Mitali, both of you. Do you think that Harry Potter was a coal man? Uh, now it depends on which part of Harry Potter we're talking about. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. So, what what would what would you answer? Mm, I think Mitali should answer. I've been talking for a while now. Um. Okay. If I were to see in the starting of the series, or just uh, you know, starting. uh at the beginning of harry potter's life i would say that he wasn't exactly a warm man because since he did not know the feeling of affection or love and he was always treated like uh, how would i say garbage with his uncle and aunt um he always had this he knew the feeling of hatred but i don't know about love but he was still kind towards other people or animals like the way he talked to the snake it you know it was pretty clear as to what kind of a boy he was so i would say he was in between because he wasn't exactly warm nor was he cold and slowly as he grew he was a warm person but you know under under some circumstances he had to kill people Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause Harry Potter has killed a fair amount of people. Yes, but that was those people were, you know, in the dark side. They were in they were in support of Voldemort. And if Voldemort had come to power, we all know that Wizarding World would have been a disaster. I think that if we were talking about the Harry, which was at the beginning of the series, he was. definitely a warm man even if he didn't know the feeling of affection he did know the feeling of hatred and how it felt to be treated like trash by others because obviously he lived with some trash people um in the early stages but i think you guys mis- misunderstood the uh, the concept not misunderstood um entirely a bit i think warm man doesn't have to be a wimp you know like a wimp who just who is powerless a warm man can be a courageous who can be a courageous person who is not afraid to take to sacrifice or to take big leaps against the against what he uh, redeems as wrong um yeah that's for uh, i've said but uh, and coming back to harry potter um i think harry in the beginning was definitely a warm man as he was shown to be a wimp <laughs> until he met Hermione and Ron and then he obviously he helped Ron in a lot in overcoming his personal battles and yeah as Sean said he had killed a fair amount of people but of he uh, I don't think he never hesitated in killing each of them he there there, there was always some kind of the, uh, a team uh a tiny bit hesitation there while uh, harry was forced to kill them um yeah but in the end i think uh, all in all in our, even after the end i think harry was a warm man definitely yeah a, i agree he was the protagonist if he won't be the cold man then the series just would have then the series would not have been as great as it is now mhm son yeah. what about you Yeah, I, I I'm just uh, I I also feel that he's both to be honest. Uh he he did uh, get a uh, cope up with many killings in front of him and all but yeah he also felt for people. He knew that what being bullied, what being abused to was he ha- he had experienced all that. So that that was the reason that he stood against the bullies or the uh, the uh, negative people yeah that's right so i yeah. feel that yeah he was both um yeah he was a warm man who was very creative
if we were to bring this topic to a conclusion, Harry was a warm man who was very courageous. Anyway, um, moving forward, does someone has does someone has something else to talk about, or should we end the podcast now? No, I got I got some more questions for you guys. Yeah, go ahead, please go ahead. So this is a really short question, like no explanation needed. Just a little bit. Which was the most uh, hitting death in Harry Potter? Like the death where you were on the verge of to cry. So I think, as as I mentioned earlier, one of the most touching moments was Sirius' death because, like, it's very evident the man obviously suffered so much. The man who who arguably suffered the most, if you were to say, um, in the whole series. And his death, like, like uh, as Mitali said, that he didn't get to, you know, like, you know, as his god, as Harry's godfather didn't get to spend some time with his uh, godson, Harry. And his, yeah, like his, like, even his final act before he, he went on to the other side was protecting Harry, and I don't think anything. Uh, and I don't think that there's something more intimidating than that. And apart from Sirius, I think uh, that that uh, the second werewolf in the movie of the Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't. I can't quite remember his name. Lupin. Was, yes, Lupin. Correct. I think his death was also very intimidating. Um, obviously, he he died with his hands, his hands um, with his lover's hands. Yeah, as that that was my take. Now you guys go ahead. Um, honestly, like okay, so if I start with Cedric, that was like the first death, and I did not see it coming. So uh, yeah. I would say that every death actually, you know, was like uh, hit by a truck. So I, I wouldn't exactly go for one thing because I was really sad when Fred died. So, and serious too, as Adam already mentioned. So, yeah. yeah. But adding to this sad, sad death tier list, I think we should we should we should not forget Dobby's death, right? Oh yeah. He was it was it was one of the most touching moments in the series. We can't yes, forget it. Yes, it was. And, I mean, yeah. you know, he had his uh, free life and all, and it was just so sad because he had always been this you know hyped up character with this beautiful aura, and it just felt sad. Yeah. Um, this is, I, I mean, this, all these, you know, these intimate moments and touching moments is what made the series so great and so profound even now. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was my side. That was also my side for the topic. Yeah, Sean, what about you? Yeah, uh, yeah for me, uh, first I'll talk about some facts. MTV MTV uh, made a survey and 2 million people answered that survey uh, for the most uh, the, the deaths in Harry Potter ranked according to sadness. I'm just going to tell you the first three. The first one is Hedwig, the second is Dobby and the third is Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter it was the just temporary and it was just the Voldemort part of him. Okay. But yeah, it was sad too, but for me personally, the death that hit me the most was Dobby's death. Yeah. Because he was he was loyal to the end, and we just we can call it the where the red fern grows effect, if you want. All he wanted to do was help Harry, and even when all Harry wanted to do was yell and yell. Yeah. Harry did. Harry was. Uh, I feel that for Dobby, for a person, for a character like Dobby, Harry, they showed Harry a bit harsh on him. Yeah, like after all, it paid off. It, 
went exactly how J.K. Rowling wanted it to go. It did. It it did tear apart the souls of the viewers. Uh, yeah. It, it was what J.K. Rowling intended to do. And after all, like considering this as a fictional story, it is what makes the story great. With a few moments. And as uh, as as Franz Kafka said, said that if a story if a story or a poem doesn't tear your soul apart, then you aren't reading it quite correctly or watching the movie correctly. Anyway, moving forward, if anyone has to say something on this topic, they can go ahead, and we're here to listen. No, no? I'm done with this. We can move on. Okay, okay. The last, uh, for me, for me, the last topic of the day, for me, and this this I saved it for the last, because it's, like many people didn't uh, expect this question, but when I when I read when I read this question, I really thought about it, and I feel that it's a really good one. Okay. Besides, like Halle was the protagonist of the of all the movies of the book and all. But who do you think who is the real hero, Harry Potter or Neville Longbottom? And before answering this, just think about what all he did and what all happened because of him in this movie. Yeah, I would just, I, I think I'm pretty clear about this question. And yeah, it's obviously Harry who was the real hero for me. Like, never was, like, yeah, I, I'm not denying that Neville didn't play a major part in the story. Obviously, he showed the wimp who got bullied every now and then. And in the end, him playing the last part of Voldemort's soul was so was very intimidating, and yeah, I'm not denouncing it completely, but yeah, the build-up, the climax, the ending, everything was for Harry indeed, and we can't deny that he wasn't really the hero. Of the no, show. that that was because he was the protagonist. I'm just saying that the hero in life, like who did the right things and who was yeah, yeah better but- off. But the protagonist is the is the character who, from whose point of view we view the story, and uh, there's uh, yeah it was most of the time it was Harry, and but it doesn't mean that the protagonist can't be the hero. Uh, Harry did did do some some very very courageous tasks, uh, and yeah in the end him his final battle with Voldemort, like killing these killing this killing this dark god was no easy task after all. All the best wizards failed to do so. Even his own father and mother couldn't do that. And him doing that in the end was, all, was as I said, beyond appreciable and intimidating. And that's, uh, that's I think, what made him the real hero of the series. I, like, uh, I feel like not just Harry, but everyone who helped him, like not just Neville Longbottom, but even Hermione and Ron. I feel like if Harry wouldn't have, uh, you know, the company of Hermione and Ron, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have ever reached, uh, till the end, finding Horcruxes and destroying them. So I feel like all of them not just Harry, should be admired for their courage and their outstanding achievements as, you know, each one of them played a different role in defeating Voldemort. Yeah, but the the question was just between Harry and Neville Longbottom. Then I'll say that they both had, like, a teamwork in that. If Neville hadn't destroyed that last Horcrux of, of Voldemort, I don't think Harry would have defeated Voldemort. And it just works the other way. Yeah, and now now I thought about this question, and I just thought that I I thought that Neville Longbottom. I would rephrase him, and I would say that Neville Longbottom was almost the chosen one. He was timid and shy, called talentless, but yeah, and he he was given a pretty good choices, and he made the right one. Instead of worshipping Harry uh, the way Peter did James, he stood up to him. Instead of turning to dark arts and making the cowardly choice of, that Peter did, Neville stood up and destroyed the final Horcrux, helping defeat Dark Lord that Peter helped bring to power. 
And he even stood up even after he was spared Harry's chosen, chosen fate, which was a bit astonishing for me. And yeah, and at the last, without Neville, does Harry uh, ever defeat Voldemort? I think that uh, J.K. Rowling obviously wouldn't give us a sad ending by killing the good ones like Harry. Like even if even if J.K. Rowling didn't thought about, you know, giving giving Neville that ultimate that ultimate praise of killing the last Voldemort, whatever that is, there would have been something else. They would have if if it wasn't Neville then it would have then it would have been something else that helped Harry and the others defeat Voldemort. And that that's what I have to say. But since but since J.K. Rowling didn't think about anything uh something different than giving Neville and I'm not saying that I denounce it that Neville got this that Neville got this ultimatum of defeating the Dark Lord. Uh it was very intimidating and uh, and very epic of a, of a scene itself, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stick by my answer there uh, by the starting the yeah. Harry. Yeah, I I respect that. I respect that. So, Mithali, would you want to talk about anything now? Okay, I'll just ask a very basic one, and would be a good way to end it. But I really wanted to know this that if you were to be a character or whom do you relate the most in harry potter mm, that's the next question and a good way to end the podcast as well uh i think sean should go first because i'm thinking about the answer right now oh yeah and like i've thought about it so answer personality wise uh not like who's the most smartest one and all like i think, I think we all we all should also uh, you know we should we all should, should we we all should also uh, consider each other what we think about each other as character or yeah 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 we should do that that would be nice so first let's see what we have to say about our character and then we'll see what others have to say that what they think that what we should be the character, which character we should be. Mithali, since you come up with this question, I think you should go first. Um. Okay. If uh, I were to, you know, design a posi- uh, a character for uh, both of you, uh, you both are quite similar in the way of, uh, you know, Draco Malfoy. So. How? How am I? Similar to Drake Malfoy, that's oh, just oh. very insulting. That's just very offensive. How similar? In a, to in a good way, like uh, Draco Malfoy. See, see, like Draco Malfoy had the traits of being in Slytherin house. No, I think I think you misunderstood the question. We asked you which character do you think you should be, not us right now. Just please tell us what which character you think you should be. Then we'll come on us. Okay, uh, I would either be Hermione or I would be Ginny, I guess. Or no, 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 okay. I go for Luna and uh, Hermione. Okay, Sean, what do you have to say? Uh, well, for me, actually, I would, uh, yeah, I would agree a bit with Natalie. I'm, I. I think that Draco Malfoy would associate with me, but with a mixture of Ron Weasley. Okay. So, uh, Wimpish, Draco Malfoy, you're talking about. Uh, You say what you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, now, as for myself, uh, please, listeners, whoever is listening to this, please pardon my uh my my bad memory as i continuously forget about characters and can someone please remind me about which character was robert pattinson uh cedric yeah that i think i should be that and if 
Yeah, I think I should. I related him to the most. Like, I related. Wait, wait, wait. Which character? Which character? The one who died in the, uh, that then when Voldemort first came to life, that character who died when they were having the maze thing, you know. Who was okay. Hufflepuff? Yeah, he was from Hufflepuff. The male, like the Quidditch, the Quidditch uh, guy who was good in Quidditch. That guy. Like, come yeah, on, don't you, don't you remember Robert Pattinson from Harry Potter? Don't tell me. Yeah, I, I remember them. Yeah, then that's the character that I think I should have been if I was in Harry Potter. Yeah, okay, okay. That was for who we think we should have been the character. Now, we will give our opinions on what we think our co-hosts should have been the characters instead. Now, start, who should... Should we start with? Chan. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I would give Mitali, like, I, I associate Mitali a lot with Hermione. Because, yeah, she is a bit, like, uh, yeah, she, she's that. not as wise as Hermione. Yeah. And, yeah, she's nowhere near her intellectual, but she is <laughs> as caring. She is as caring as Hermione is. Well, for my, yeah, and I, nothing else. And for you, see, for no, you, I would. Wait, let me let me answer what I think Medali should have been first. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that Medali should have been either that, uh, you know, the ghost that they met in the Chamber of Secrets, the the girl yeah. ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember her a lot. The yeah, yeah that, that or the teacher who who was there, you know, the the plant and flower, the plant teacher who used to teach them how to, you know, pull out the screaming plants from the, uh, from the pot. Yeah, you know? You're just, you're just making fun of her right now, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. I really associate with her. That's, that's why I'm saying the name. Okay, yeah, I was making fun of her. Anyway, I think that she should have been either the ghost or the kind, the kind part of Hermione, but I don't think yeah, that Hermione was Hermione was renowned for being kind. She was renowned for being an intellectual who was yeah. very, you know, who was very, at uh, who was very good at spells and charms. Yeah. Yeah, who was more like the know-it-all person. Yeah, so I don't think that she should be Hermione entirely because she's she's not even a bit of an intellectual. But, <laughs> but, but since I'm, uh, since I can't think of any other character who was kind, who, like, I think that the the lady who taught them how to pull out the screaming plants was very kind, <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> or, or do you remember that, that uh, absurd and weird teacher of, who used to tell them about fortune with a ball thingy? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's so not me, that's so not me. That's just too far, I guess. Yes, we'll end our discussion about Mitali with the kind part of Hermione and the ghost that I met in Chamber of Secrets. Oh, God. Okay. Now, So now, Araman, you give me a character. Yeah, okay, okay. Um... Uh, well, you're not entirely a, a jerk, if I were to put it. You're, you're, uh, like, uh, a bit of a warm man. I think if Draco Malfoy was a warm man in the series, I think that would be you. But, but uh, yeah, as you, as you said earlier, the wimpish Draco Malfoy couldn't have the balls to go up to people and, you know, bully them mm-hmm. in places. That, that kind of Draco Malfoy you would have been. Okay, I agree with you about that. So yeah. now let me give me my point. I associate you with three characters. First, it is Draco Malfoy. Okay. That's for a bit of a like same reason, not the wimpish reason for you. The wimpish reason. Yeah, the good Draco Malfoy. That the time, the Draco Malfoy when he turns from bad to good. That is you. And but when was I ever bad? 
uh, as you put it. No, 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 no. The time when like Draco changed suddenly, uh, suddenly into good to bad. The the time when uh, Draco was good. You're that telling me that I had a character development similar to Draco Malfoy. Yeah, 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 kind okay. of. Okay, okay. I, I and, and your opinion completely. I'll take it into consideration. No, <laughs> what do you have to say? Yes, if you continue what we're saying. Okay, and next, uh, I would give you a bit of Snape, Severus Snape. Okay, I'll, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I and, uh, and and the third is like I really feel about it. You, you'd be Hagrid. Okay, now that's fair. <laughs> yeah, cause cause uh, cause you're too tall and huge. No, that's just a shit of an answer. No, uh, no, no. You're just you're I'm just too you're tall and huge, and you're just words. But that point for being Hagrid was just disgusting. No, you just you just like Hagrid. Hagrid had a pay, Hagrid had a pet spider. You you have had a pet bird. So that's about every character in Hogwarts has a pet. Don't give me a bullshit that Hagrid has had a pet. I agree with Sean on this. Oh come on, you're you're just yeah. in, you're, in your face, Harriman. You made you, me more and more to Harriman. How how do you expect me to not agree with him? You yeah okay okay that now that was a shit. The first two I'll take into consideration what Sean said, and the last one I would completely disregard. <laughs> Anyways, Metali, what do you have to say? Um okay, well uh, I think the part where you two said that uh, you were wrong, uh, Sean said that he was wrong somewhere, and you said that you were Cedric. I would uh, say that you both have. Uh, you both have traits of Draco, so I would say that. I don't understand why you guys are associating with Draco. I don't how, know. how am I even associated with Draco? I don't know about you, but I'm I'm cool with being Draco. Actually, I I, I don't mind it. I mind. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with being the prick and the. I mind it with all. How am I associated with Draco? Please explain it to me. I mean, there are so many reasons. Do you really want me to tell them right now? I could give n number of examples from school proving that you both are a mixture of Draco Malfoy. Okay, now she's just going to bring bring the personal reasons, which I don't want to get brought up in the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Now, what else do you have to say, Mitali? I don't know. After that, I really think that uh, Araman, how he, how you described yourself, that you were Cedric. I do agree with it. That uh, there, there are yes, some. That's the most. That's the most rational opinion, of the, being without any bias and without any joke. That's the most rational opinion. Oh no, that's that's not the most rational opinion. The rational opinion is you both being a mixture of Draco Malfoy. Now that's now that's rational for you, not for me. It's yeah. rational for everyone. If I tell them what you used to do, no. See, Frederick uh, didn't get much of the screen time. What we all know about the lad was was that he was extremely good at Quidditch. What were? How do you know that he he wasn't? He didn't used to be. You know, a bit of a a bit of a, you know, that that charming guy who used to tease every, to tease every friend every now and then. We're talking about Cedric. Yeah, how do you know he wasn't that? Because he just wasn't, you know, till that extent he wasn't. I mean, everyone teases their friends here and there, but you know, yeah. Cedric wasn't the one because I mean, he he went in Hufflepuff, which are people who are kind. So I don't no, really when, think he would go out of his way. Um, that part would get edited out, edited out of the podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've had a quite long discussion. 
on this Harry Potter thingy, and I am, and I am, uh, not, uh, and I am, and I am uh, over and over and over uh, satisfied, if I would say, with how this discussion went. What about you guys? Me yeah, too. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty happy about this discussion, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I, I am too. I was a bit nervous, but it went quite. Hmm. Now for now, for the ending, I should let you guys know that I I haven't prepared one, but I I intend to end it in an optimistic and a and a very charming way to lure you guys in the next episode. And that would be just about now. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for giving us your quintessential, valuable time and uh, listening to what or what not we had to say. And yeah, let us know if you relate to some of the points that we mentioned, or uh, or vice versa. It could be it could be either way. And uh, please also suggest this, the, some the changes that you, you would like us to make in the podcast, or yeah, if there's anything you want us to know, or uh, it is about the podcast or anything, just 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 tell us, and we'll do that. Because yeah, taking into consideration that this was our first time making a podcast to get podcast together, this went pretty well, and we hope you guys like it. We hope you guys liked it, and yeah, that's it. Uh, you it guys. has been the round table with uh, the three hosts, Arman, Mitali, and Shananda. We see you guys in the next next podcast, and I'd like my co-host to also shower some wisdom and give an end card to a podcast. Come on, Mitali, say something. I don't know. It's so annoying. We have to mention her every time we want her to speak. I couldn't I, make. I couldn't. You know, I, couldn't I can't speak much, well, especially okay. at the times like this. Okay. I would just say bye. That simple, nice. Now, now shut the fuck up. You had a chance. Okay. Now this was the round table. We hope to see you guys in the next episode. And please, Mitali, end the recording now. Otherwise, I'd kill yeah. myself. <laughs>